We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. The Gap Factory Labor Day sale is happening now. Hurry in for the best deals of the season. 40 to 75% off everything. Plus doorbusters August 30th through September 2nd only. Tees from $4.99. Logo styles from $16.99. And jeans from $19.99. Shop in-store today at Gap Factory or at GapFactory.com. Hey everybody, and welcome back to another edition of the Dynasty Tradecast. This week brought to you by our, our sponsor, RotoQL. As always, I'm your host, Eric Burtzloff, better known on Twitter as at Dynasty Trades. Joined by Nathan, and not as always, because he's not here, Dan. You know, uh, without Dan, we are a very bearded podcast today, Eric. Uh, beard Talk, always a great audio podcast talk, but I feel like you've let your, uh, your beard kind of grow back in a little bit. Oh yeah, it's it's full right now. It's uh The Gap Factory Labor Day sale is happening now. Hurry in for the best deals of the season. 40 to 75% off everything. Plus doorbusters August 30th through September 2nd only. Tees from 4.99. Logo styles from 16.99 and jeans from 19.99. Shop in store today at Gap Factory or at gapfactory.com. It's some next level stuff. I might just start having a having a Snapchat where I walk my dog and turn the camera around on me <laughs> just so I can show off the beard and then I can start selling my own Snapchat. Like uh, I've been whoring your Snapchat out. Yeah, um, you know, and pal FF. You, by keep, the way. you keep on doing on every podcast and tweeting several times. I think I've had like four <laughs> people uh, total uh, through that whole process, and I appreciate everyone who has not followed me on Snapchat. <laughs> See, because, I feel I feel like what this does is it highlights how many people over the years have muted me for retweeting trades. Is I feel like what happened? <laughs> exactly. 
Uh, all right. Well, we've got a show. Another great week of fantasy football in the uh, in the bag here. Uh, before we get into the show, I do want to give everybody a quick reminder that you can support this very podcast uh, by supporting the Rotoviz Radio Network, the network that gives us a show, and our other non-shows per week on Patreon. By doing so, you'll gain exclusive access to Rotoviz Live, our weekly Sunday morning video show answering all your fantasy football questions. Patronships start at just five dollars per month and to provide exclusive access to Rotoviz Live. That's four shows per month. On top of 40 podcasts for just $5. Become a Rotoviz Radio patron today to join an exclusive community of listeners, access premium content, and do your part in helping the network and the show grow. Uh, continue to produce high qu- and, and help us produce high quality industry leading programming. Speaking of exclusives, as a loyal podcast listener, you can get 30% off a Rotoviz NFL pass right now. That's right now, not tomorrow, not yesterday, right now. It's available through the NFL Podcast homepage, rotaviz.com slash podcast. The season is here. It's not even just here. We're five weeks in, boys and girls. Yes, we are. Make sure you're ready. Make sure you're up up on, on the game. game. Gain unlimited access to all of our NFL content and tools so you'll get all the amazing value and support the podcast network. Yeah, support us. Like, you know, I like money. Eric likes money. Give us some money. Okay, well, I'm not just going to stand here and say, give me money. You are also getting Rotoviz. So, I mean, this is the time of year where you're going to be trying to compete for a championship, and one win um, that could have been a loss will change your fate down the road. So, uh, I always implore people to check out Rotoviz because it really is a fantastic, uh, fantastic service and, and provides a ton of amazing content for. For the listeners and people who don't listen, I guess, that also subscribe to Rotoviz. Okay, let's go ahead and get into the show. Um, there was a surprise dropped on us, Nathan, uh, about two hours ago. Uh, I don't think, I believe even Roto World said it was out of nowhere, and it is Jay Ajayi's torn his ACL and is out for the season. Yeah, this is an interesting one as a guy who he was getting lots of volume in that RB1 slot, not much behind him with Wendell Smallwood. And, you know, pretty, uh, Corey Clement, I believe, yeah. was the third running back there. Um, so he was kind of in position to get lots of volume. He was getting a decent amount, you know, 15 to 20 touches a game. And he really wasn't doing much with it, you know, scoring in that, you know, five, six, seven, maybe a th- throw on a 10 point game. Anyways, so. Yeah, yeah, it was. I mean, week one, I think people saw a mirage in him, but it, that was two TDs. Um, but he only had 62 yards. And then, and then week two, he's looking at, he's looking at less than 10 points. Week four, week, um, he, he was out week three, but week four, another 15 attempt game, only 11 points. Um, and, uh, and last week he only had three. So overall he's been kind of a, a, a dumpster fire this particular season. Yeah. And when, when these type of injuries happen to a player that, that is struggling, um, this does pr- produce the opportunity to try and sell his backup. Wendell Smallwood, he's a guy that many people actually were picking up on waiver wires the last couple of weeks, maybe because Ajayi was struggling and Smallwood was getting a few more opportunities. But if you can use this opportunity with him getting the immediate touches, selling immediate immediate touches at the running back position is one of the easiest sells in Dynasty. So, I mean, I'm going out and, you know, trying to sell Smallwood for a a second or maybe try and sell, like, Smallwood in a couple seconds for a late first. That's probably not going to happen. But, you know, those type of deals I'm looking to make if, if I have Wendell Smallwood on my roster right now. Yeah, th- this one, yeah, Smallwood, I am, I'm totally on board with you, Nathan. He's not a guy that – he's a guy that if you're able to get like a third for, then by all means get rid of him. I, I mean, he, right now he has an RB1 role. I think that's worth a little more than a third just because, I mean, unless – obviously if you're not contending, I think it's fine to take the, like an early third. But uh, if you're contending, I think it's fine to keep that guy going through the bye weeks and go through, going through injuries. 
you know, he, he's a guy who should be getting touches in, in the short term at least. Well, but I mean, also you have Clement who's going to come back. You have Sproles who's going to come back. So he's not exactly cemented into this role. Uh, now, granted, he's looked okay this season, but yeah, I mean, he's. I think that's exactly right. I mean, this is one where I wouldn't usually. I when when an injury happens and there's clear cut backup, I'll wait a week for them to show like you know, what they've done for a week and actually produce some production and people freak out overpay. Um, but one thing I will say in this particular instance, I'm not going to get, I'm not going to try to get cute. I just worry that he's going to get his job just snatched from him after a week of production. Yeah. And one way that, and obviously there's so many times we talk about how trade rumors and stuff like that are just so stupid in the NFL because they rarely come to fruition, but obviously the, the kind of, you know, Oh, this one is actual a possibility. The one that's being highlighted on Twitter right now is Le'Veon Bell, who is seeking a trade, seeking a long-term extension. And the Eagles have a need at the running back position right now. And obviously if, if you're the Steelers, you probably don't want to trade Bell in, in the conference. So uh, trading him to the NFC does seem like a logical thing to do. So I well, think that- I, I'll drop this this breaking news on you here, Nathan. As of about five minutes ago, Adam ESPN's Adam Schefter reporting the Eagles quote have not pursued yeah, a trade. Yeah, that, that's not even five minutes ago. That was a couple hours ago, and have but, no plans to do so. Sorry, I'm looking at it in. I'm sure it's Eastern Standard Time, but yeah, basically they're saying they're not interested, or at least that's I mean they, they say that. But I mean, and obviously, either either one of us could have egg on our face by the time that this kit comes out, but. Yep. Um, I, I think that just because one report says they're not doing it doesn't mean that it's not going to happen. You know what? I challenge you to eating dog poop. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, We're not doing this. <laughs> uh, I sur- survived one more week on, on that one. Uh, we won't beat that one to death. Uh, but oh, we, um, might. Oh, we might. We might. When, when it happens, I'll, I'll let you guys do that. But anyways, uh, yeah, just to, to wrap up the Eagles uh, situation, would you be buying low on a Ajayi at all with the injury? You know, if you could throw like a late second for him or you pretty much just like, oh, I'll pass. Yeah, I mean, this is a guy who I I think we we're, we're talking about it before show before the show and I don't have a single Ajayi share and that's that's very intentional. Uh he he's scares the crap out of me and I've just never thought he's looked that good to begin with. Um and then to be fair, when when it was draft time, I planted a flag of no no Ajayi ever. Um, and I, I haven't found a reason to waver from that. So, uh, no, I'm not going after Ajayi. And, and with, the, with the history of his knee injury, I assume he'll fall a little bit further than other running backs in this exact same situation. I think that people are going to overreact to the ACL with respect to his, his degenerative knee issue. But so, just for the record, it is the non-degenerative knee that he tore. I mean, and, and even then it's not, I mean, it's an, it's, it's a tend, it's a, a tendon tear, right? I mean, it's not, it doesn't have anything to do with his degenerative knee condition. So people are going to overreact. He's going to fall. I mean, I don't know if he becomes worth a third, then yeah, sure. Maybe I'll buy him because he's going to find another role, but um, I, I don't realistically expect him to fall that much. I mean, are you a buyer for a Jai at any, at any given point? I guess what's that window for you where you would be like, Oh wow. Okay. Now I have to have him on my team. Yeah, I mean, I feel like I would do like a third and a fourth or a third, fourth and a fifth type thing. And then yeah, everyone calls me up from making terrible offers like that. But legitimately, I wouldn't pay more than that for a Jai right now. And honestly, if I don't have like higher spots to, to burn, I'm not sure I'd even like go out and, you know, waste a roster spot on a Jai, you know, for an entire right. year. Because I mean, honestly, it's not certain he'll ever have the role that he had in Miami or the role he had as starting in Philly. We might not ever have it again because he's going to be a free agent and, you know, who knows who's going to give – off of a torn ACL, you know, right. in a second contract. So, yeah, you know, this is exactly what I was going to say. I was like, I was like, did you feel comfortable starting a Jai this year when he had a clear cut bell cow back role? No, no, you did not. So when are you ever going to feel comfortable starting a Jai? It's going to be never. 
All right. Let's move on to another guy that I'm pretty much never comfortable starting, and that is the breakout of Eric Ebron, question mark? Yeah, Eric Ebron has uh, become the player that fantasy Twitter loves to hate, and for, for good reason most of the time. But I do think we go, go a little bit overboard when like we're like, oh, my goodness, why is he getting all this volume? Da, 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 da. Well, and clearly, obviously, it's a small sample, but through – Five weeks, he's the tight end three overall. Mm-hmm. Uh, he only has one week below 10 PPR points, 31 PPR points in week five. So, I mean, those are certainly startable numbers, get more than 10 PPR points every week at the tight end position. So I'm going to officially declare Eric Ebron is the Blake Bortles of tight ends. Everyone just says that he's so horrible that they just ignore the fact that he's putting up fantasy production. Particularly <laughs> Ebron in, in this new situation with the Colts, and Jack Doyle has been hurt. So, I mean, the opportunity combined with the volume, it's hard to – I mean, honestly, I think it's hard to bench Eric Ebron right now, despite the fact that people think he's terrible and always drops the ball. I think that right now in the situation he's in, he is a very good fantasy tight end. Yeah, I mean, and Jack Doyle will come back at some point. But even when Doyle was there, I don't think there was a lot of – you didn't see a lot of interest from Luck in him. I think Brissett was more interested in Doyle than Luck is. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, you look at the, the the tight end this year has just been an absolute nightmare. Um, I mean, there – I mean – Jared Cook is the tight end four, and Eric Ebron is the tight end three. If you went back in time and told Dynasty Twitter that that was going to be the case, they would have they would have eaten you alive. Uh, so it's it's been a really interesting season for tight end. But yeah, I agree. His role is largely solidified, and and I think most importantly, as you're watching every single other receiver on that Colts team drop footballs, Eric Ebron's the one guy who should be dropping the football who's not dropping the football. He's actually making great catches. So I'm not I'm not team team Eric Ebron, but and and I and I don't own him anywhere, but he's very startable. You got to plug and play him with this uh, with the mess that this current tight end uh, tight end year is right now. Yeah, and I think that even his owners, though, they aren't really realizing the points he's putting. Maybe they are after a 31-point yeah. game. But, he was in, he was but in the lineup this week. I mean, sure. I, I'm using the, the Blake Bortles comparison because he's very much in the line of he's going to be cheaper than what his points really should be. You know, when Blake Bortles was putting up top five, top six quarterback numbers, he was being drafted as like QB 22 in Dynasty. Well, Eric Ebron, you know, he, right now he's putting up tight, tight end three numbers, and I'm guessing in ADP is probably, you know, late teens, early 20s, and, and, and that range as well. So. I think that he's a good buy right now. Obviously, you're not really paying more than a second, so maybe an early third, early third and a fourth type of thing. Well, um, and that's that's not going to get it done for for Ebron. I mean, it might because people think he's so terrible, but he's. I'm telling you, the people that have him on their team, man, it's it's got to be a second at this point. And and it, I mean, oh, let's 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 maybe put on our crazy Bizarro hat here, Nathan. Mm-hmm. Is it possible? that Eric Ebron has long-term dynasty value and finally got his shot with Andrew Luck, and Andrew Luck loves him? Uh, I mean, I'd say like 40%. That's a high percentage, right? I mean, that's if he has long-term dynasty value in this offense. But but the thing is that the 40% is that it happens, and then the 60% means like he, he's terrible in like 12 months. I think that, okay. it, that that's much more likely that, you know, that happens, but – you know, There's worse people to buy with with a second round pick though, because if you're yeah. making a second round pick, what are the odds that they're terrible? Probably right around sixty percent, right? Yeah, yeah. Something. So I mean, I don't know. To me, actually, and and the more I the more we talk about Ebron, I I think he might be a buy at a second round valuation because I do I think that I think there is, and I think and I think largely Dynasty Twitter is. I mean, even I mean, we're all making jokes. I think I made a joke that I never thought I'd see the world where he he has the best hands on his team, but here we are. But it is, it's, it's, it seems like it's reasonably 
um, that he can, he can hold this value. And, and I mean, I don't know, maybe Jack Doyle comes back and proves that all wrong, but um, I, I might, I might go out and buy a few Ebron shares now that I'm thinking about it. Cause it is uh he does have the pedigree for this. Uh, and there's certainly a non-zero chance much larger than that, that he turns out to be a long-term asset and Andrew Luck's boyfriend. There you go. All right. Let's boyfriend takes by the way. Yeah, there you go. On to our next set of players. We're going to talk some Patriots running backs. Everyone loves to talk Patriots running backs. Well, for once, um, we do love to talk Patriots running backs with James White and Sonny Michelle. Both players are being productive. Both players are getting plenty of touches. Uh, well, let's start with James White because certainly he's the less talked about, the less valued of the two in the Dynasty format. Um, do you think that people are going to start you know, realizing that James White is an every week startable option in Dynasty and make, maybe value him at that? early second, maybe even a late first type value, or you think he's just a perennial guy who's always going to be cheaper than what his point should cost? I mean, at this point, it's pretty tough to ignore. Um, and the injuries I think have really highlighted, like now that there's no other options, people can't just lean so heavily on their anti-Patriots running back approach to things. Um, but White's, White's a fantastic PPR option. And he's a guy that currently is the RB7 in a PPR league based off the numbers I'm seeing here. Um, which the, well, this is crazy, Nathan, the RB eight is TJ Yeldon. So I know you like to see that, uh, guy you, you pounded the table for, uh, but, but yeah, white's, white's one of those guys that I think is sneaky. I have been trying to buy white everywhere I could for a third round pick was never able to get that through. Uh, but, and I think now a second round pick might not be enough. And I, I don't know. No, no, I, I promise you a second's not enough. But I, I and I don't think I could never feel comfortable giving a first for him. I think I think Michelle would be the guy I'd be more interested in targeting. Um, but he's the guy that I had as the as the second option this year for me. With with all of my one hundred two picks, I took took Michelle wherever I could and didn't have to. Took him at one eleven in a place, as I recall. Uh, so he's the guy I'd be more interested in. But he's going to be worth. I mean, he's still worth what a first and a half right now, Nathan. Who is this, Michelle? Michelle. Uh, right now, uh, according to Ryan, he's the third rookie going off the board and the latest ADP going 103 after Barkley and Geis. And, yeah, I mean, uh, if it was, like, too late for a Geis second, is still going ahead of him? That's ridiculous. Uh, I'm not sure it's ridiculous. I mean, I, I mean, as a draft capital zealot, uh, I, I can't say that it's ridiculous. Uh, but I think that – I mean, I can't say it's not I'm, – I'm talking backwards here. But Tony Michelle, uh, I think that, you know, he should be in that 2-3 range. I think – Clearly, uh, there's a there's a big drop off for those that believe in guys. Um, there's a clear drop off after after three. If you don't believe in guys, there's a clear drop off after, after two. And he, obviously, there's uh, you know a gap between Barkley and Michelle as well. But I, I think that all we really wanted to see from Michelle was the volume and kind of uh, it's forced the Patriots' hand with some injuries, along mm-hmm. with the fact that Michelle has played well with the opportunities. So I mean, he's getting the RB opportunities that a first round running back should be getting. <coughs> Rashad Penny. Um, oh, so, come on, Mike Davis. He's, he's out playing him, baby. Okay. Yeah. So, um, I really like what I've seen from Michelle so far. Um, but of the two, certainly, I think White is the better dynasty buy. Yeah. That's an, I mean, because, because is White, is White, I, I mean, and this is where like valuation wise, is he in that like between a first and a second valuation right now? Or you think he's clearly solidified in the first round of? Like the one ten spot. I don't. I don't see. I don't think you'll see him traded for a first. So I think yeah, but l- less than a first, more than a second. And I mean, I don't know. It seems too high to, for White for me. I, he just. He just. 
but maybe I'm wrong. I mean, I could be very, very wrong here. They just, they just, when he was in there for years, they've never been that interested in using him, but maybe he did gain the trust of the whole offense. And he's, and he's been very, very productive um, as mentioned, the RB seven currently. So uh, I don't know. I, I would, I just have a tough time stomaching that one. I have, I have a much easier time stomaching the Michelle price tag uh, right now. So I, I don't know. The, I, I think I disagree with you. I think the buy being Michelle, wait for him to have a couple down games, ideally, and then buy him. Yeah, I'm just not sure those down games are really coming. I think that he's going to get that that workload that he needs to continue producing points, other than maybe an injury. Uh, oh, yeah, and maybe an injury is a valid point, too, uh, but hopefully not. Um, okay, let's go ahead and move on. Did you have anything else there, or were you about to move on? No, moving on. Okay, let's move on. Um, uh, and and uh, to another player that I really like this preseason, that's Naheem Hines, a guy who seems to be carving out a role. Um, and, and what did he have, 15 targets or something outrageous this last week? Um, but he's been completely nuts, just catching all sorts of footballs in that high in that high passing offense. Um, and a guy that seems to have the trust of the team currently, um, yeah, he had uh, yeah, nine targets last week, 11 targets the week prior, and then he got 15 runs last week too uh, with everybody out. So this is a guy that quietly has become very, very valuable. And I guess the question, Nathan, for this podcast purpose is, does he have long-term dynasty value? I'm starting to think he might. Uh, I think that a lot of the preseason talk on dynasty Twitter was that Wilkins was looking good in preseason. Hines mm-hmm. looked like he couldn't do anything, couldn't pass up, couldn't even run between the tackles. Right, fumbled all the time, yeah. Yeah. Well, it's clear looking like Hines is the better back between the two. He was drafted uh, before Wilkins, so that would make sense. Um, and also he has the receiving ability in an offense that's going to be pass heavy. Andrew Luck has had like the two uh, pass heaviest games of his career in the last two Wait. games. And they were four days apart from each other. He passed so, what 60 times last week. It was ridiculous. Like, 50, like 56 the week before. So his, his passing numbers have been huge and that's good for uh, the value of he minds in the short term. And even in the long term, certainly obviously Andrew Luck's not going to sustain 56 passes a game, but you know, Hines is going to be a guy that when when the team has to pass, he's going to be, be benefiting from it, especially when, you know, they don't really have anything after T.Y. Hilton and T.Y. Hilton was out last week. So, yep. So yeah, I'm starting to buy in on Hines a little bit. It's one of those things that I'm kind of too late because I, I was kind of buying into the preseason, oh, Wilkins is the runner and Hines is not looking good. And I was like, okay, well, I'm glad I didn't get any shares. And I'm like, oops, didn't get any shares. So Yeah, well, uh, and Hines, Hines was cheap then too because there were a couple that I bought for third-round picks and he was drafted in the third in a couple places. So um, that gamble luckily paid off. And, and also worth mentioning, Hines right now, the RB13. So the dude's insanely productive and looks to be slotting himself even more of a role. And that's basically in two games too. <laughs> right. No, exactly. That's what I'm saying is he's basically slotted his role now and, and he's just going to explode. So let's talk about Naheem's value because I think this is somebody who you can actually buy right now because somebody's going like, oh, I, I drafted him in the third. I can cash out now because I, I think his value is in the second round, right? I mean, I, I'd say he's more valuable than White, and I said that White is less than a first, less than a first, more than a second. So, you, I mean, no, no, no. I mean, you think he's more valuable? You think on the dynasty trade market right now that people prefer Hines over White? Yes. Oh, okay. Then... Because, of, because of the youth, because of the Andrew Luck factor, and because people never trust Patriots running backs. I mean, there is there is truth to that, which is at this point it's absurd. But I am putting it. I'm actually putting it on Twitter right now because I'm curious. As to what they think. So, uh, Nathan, I'm going to need you to continue to float the show. Go ahead. All right. Let's float the show on to our app. We have our good friends, very, very good friends, uh, RotoQL. 
Uh, want an unfair advantage to dominate your fantasy football league? Well, look no further and download SquadQL, the only mobile app you need to crush your friends and rivals this year. SquadQL recommends the best starting lineup for you each week based on your starters, bench, and free agent pool. You may ask, how does SquadQL actually do this? The app connects directly with your Yahoo, ESPN, and CBS leagues, pulling in your actual roster and your league scoring system. SquadQL provides waiver and trade recommendations, plus the app gives you player rankings each week, and it's all based on your league settings. SquadQL truly is your go-to app this fantasy football season. Head to SquadQL.com to download SquadQL. You're all-in-one fantasy football manager. SquadQL is brought to you by the creators of RotoQL, a leading daily fantasy lineup optimizer trusted by 100,000 DFS players. You can also download RotoQL for free for both Apple and Android. And, you know, th- this app is so great when you have really bad quarterbacks and tight ends, and the, especially in, in, from a reject perspective, because you're like, oh, my quarterbacks suck. And then you see on the waiver, oh, Bortles is projected to score 25 points this week. And then you just drop your quarterback and pick up Blake Bortles. So if you're, if you're you know, streaming, it's a great way to, you know, find, oh, is my starting quarterback better than the guy on the waiver? And he's probably not. Yeah, absolutely true. Absolutely true. Um, so we thank them for their sponsorship. And Nathan, I thank you for yeah, that I was I was expecting you to float the show through some terribleness, yet somehow you actually did something productive for the show and told the readers about RotoQL. Well played, sir. Well played. And readers, I mean listeners. Quit reading this podcast, man. <laughs> All righty, let's continue on this podcast. It's going to be a little bit of a quick show. Uh, remember back when we said this was going to be a 30-minute podcast? We might actually be around that this time. So Yeah, I know, I know. Well, all the, all the listeners who love us are probably going to be real, which I hope is all, but are going to be real sad that it's so quick. But, yeah, Dan uh, Dan really brings the heat, uh, brings the dog poop talk, and, and we just haven't had that this episode. Yeah, pretty much every episode, and that was probably going too far into the weeds, but every episode we have without Dan, uh, Dan will like, come on the next show like, yeah, that was like a lot of like content. Good stuff, guys. And that's his way of saying, hey, you guys didn't talk about poop enough. But it's true. That's absolutely true. Um, all right. Let's let's pivot from poop and uh, talk about your boy, Nathan, coming back. And uh, I think it's uh, the Fitzmagic era is over, and it looks like Winston is back in charge of the helm. Um and I think kind of quietly. So um, unless you were watching those games, I'm not sure that the percentage of dynasty owners are aware that Fitzpatrick is no longer starting. Um, so I guess my question is first, I think everybody already missed their buying opportunity for Winston if they wanted to go out and get him. Um, but is there still a window that exists right now? I think there is. Um, the, the problem with Winston is that he has had some very bad interceptions throughout his career. He's been a turnover machine. And when he came in in the second half against the Bears, he had some more of those turnovers. So, you know, he kind of showed the fears that I had when when we were talking about early in the season when Ryan Fitzpatrick was, you know, exploding in those first two games. It was like, oh, James didn't come in and ruin this with turnovers, da 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 Well, it turned out Fitzpatrick did it on his own by ruining it with turnovers. Yeah. But now – Granted, you're playing the Bears. Like, what did they – like, it's, it's to be expected. Yeah, but with, with Winston back, I, I think it's – I think there's still a window of people thinking – Winston was really bad last year. Winston wasn't great to start, you know, his first half of the year. And so we'll, we'll see. But I think that there's certainly a high range of outcomes where he, you know, just explodes like Fitzpatrick did with this mm-hmm. receiving core of Deshaun Jackson, Mike Evans, and, and Chris Godwin, you know, and even Cameron Bray, his boyfriend, as you like to call him. Yes, yes. Uh, yes, yes. So, there's so many weapons in that Buccaneer offense. And, you know, Chris Godwin is a, a year older and more experienced, and he's playing a lot better than he did in his rookie year, more involved in his rookie year. So, 
I, I think that Winston is the type of guy who could put up a top five quarterback week this week, and then he'll his his price will skyrocket back up to top six, top seven, ninth quarterback. Mm-hmm. But I think for now, for today, there is a little bit of a window that if you're a true Winston believer, you can go out you know, and acquire him for like a couple first and super flex, or you can acquire him for like a second and a third and a one QB league, something like that. Yeah. I mean, I, I can't disagree. Um, yeah. It's, it's a, it's an interesting spot it, and it, and it's so crazy. And there is a, probably a dynasty lesson here too. And like people were so high on Winston, not a year ago. And now people are just poo-pooing him left and right. And he, the guy, the guy's been exactly who he, who he is the whole time and was coming off a of suspension. So, um, yeah, if there's a window to buy, I mean, a first and super flex, if you're able to do it, that seems like a no brainer. I mean, what are, what are the odds out of Tampa Bay, Nathan, since you live there, that he's going to lose his job here in the next couple of years? It's very unlikely, right? I, I, I think that if James Winston is not the Tampa Bay Buccaneers quarterback in 2019, it'll be because the front office doesn't want to deal with the off the field stuff. Uh, but there's, there's not enough quarterback talent in the NFL for James Winston not to be a starting quarterback for the next four or five years. Yeah, I can't disagree with you there. Um, so Winston's kind of a sneaky buy, but I th- you really, I think, missed the window by having a little bit of foresight to go buy him while Fitzmagic was blowing up because this but, was never going to last forever. But the thing is, no one was saying, oh, Fitzpatrick's going to last the whole year. So I mean, Dude, that's like, not true. People were saying that. And they were stupid for saying that. Right, I agree <laughs> with you. I'm just saying you're. I think you're giving people too much credit because there was most certainly a community that – believed that wins that how in the world would they start Winston again with how well Fitzpatrick is playing. And literally he just threw him to the wolves. Dirk cutter threw him to the wolves and the bears and was like, Oh, well, I guess he can't move the football against the bears. Better get Winston in here. Oh, look, he can't move the football against the bears either. Well, that's not shocking. Uh, It was very fortunate because if they were playing like a sieve of a defense, like, uh, like this Redskins defense seems to be right now on television uh, that, that would be uh, that would have been very much more difficult because Fitz, Fitzpatrick probably would have been actually good. Yeah. All right, let's move on to a trio of wide receivers. We don't have to really go in depth on any of these guys, but we can just do quick hitters. We have David Moore of the Seahawks, Trent Taylor of the 49ers, and Rashard Higgins. If you want to take one of these guys to be, you know, your bye week starter, your injury fill in, which one of these guys do you think has some, you know, not long term as in like you know multiple seasons, but long term value this season? I'm going to go with Trent Taylor as being probably the most interesting out of this group. Um, young guy um, has had hype in the past and seems like he's starting to carve out a role um, in this offense and this defense looks like a sieve as well. So they're going to be um, they're trash. I, I just think we haven't seen uh, the fully from Trent Taylor yet what he's going to bring to the table. And he's a guy that intrigues me. I, I think we've, we already know what Rashad Higgins is. Um, nothing more than a possession wide receiver. And uh, and David Moore, I didn't even know who he was until last week. Yeah, I think Moore would, would have been more interesting if Baldwin was still hurt. But once once Baldwin, I mean, he is still hurt. He's still recovering from the injury. Right. But once once he's recovered, once he's back to being the wide receiver one, getting all those targets, and Tyler Lockett's had an outstanding start to the year. He's like a top 15 wide receiver right now. Um, that pretty much puts David Moore out of the picture. But I, I think that he has the most intriguing offense to be a part of because I think that Wilson's going to have to be pass heavy throughout the rest of the season. Um, but yeah, I, I would kind of agree with you. I think that Higgins is just a guy and Trey Taylor probably is just a guy too, but you know, there's, there's enough intrigue in that offense and that team is bad. That team's going to be down by a lot of points. They're not to pass a lot. 
Well, and I, I think we've seen Higgins at this point. I think, I think I, I completely agree. Taylor could be just the guy, but we've at least seen what Higgins is. And at this point, we have not seen what Taylor is. And so far, what we've seen has been pretty decent. All right, let's go with another trio of wide receivers. These are all rookie wide receivers. It'll be Christian Kirk, Kiki Kuchi, and Valdez Scantling. Uh, I'll start us off with Valdez Scantling, uh, go Bulls, uh, USF Bull, uh, now Green Bay Packer. Uh, so now, uh, for everyone who cares, the Green Bay Packers have a guy I went to high school with and a guy I went to college with, so there you go. Um, and <laughs> Well, congrats anyway. to the Packers on that. <laughs> yep. Um and then, anyways, so Valdez Scantling, it's interesting because there was all the hype around Equinemius St. Brown, but, you know, it seems that Valdez Scantling is the one that's carved out the role as the, you know, wide receiver three in that offense when when all the injuries happen, basically. Um, but I think he's an interesting talent, a guy who could be a deep threat long term. Uh, so it's kind of just trusting, okay, he won, he's won the depth chart battle between Jamon Moore and Equinity St. Brown. So that's good news for him long-term and short-term. He's going to get the looks right now. So, I mean, right now, I, I'd give the third for Valdez Scantling, no problem. I, you probably can't do that after this weekend in particular, but I think that he's a, a pretty safe investment at this point. Yeah, and he's a guy, to me, that is interesting because I don't think Cobb's there next year. I think Cobb's deal is up, um, and these younger wide receivers are going to come in, um, and he seems to be the guy who – is getting the opportunities. Although I will point out Brown got five targets and had three catches for 90. So even flashed a little bit as well in this game. Now, that being said, Aaron Rodgers went out of his mind at the end of the game and threw for what, 450 yards or something absurd. Um, but it, I mean, Brown, St. Brown did something. Um, and for as much as dynasty Twitter was obsessed with him uh, before he fell in the draft, I'm actually a little bit shocked. We haven't heard more takes of in, intrigue and interest in, in St. Brown after that game, um, stepping in. But yeah, I, I think, I think, how do, how do we say his last name? Scantling, uh, Vasquez Scant- Scantling. Scantling. Oh, man, I got to practice that one. Um, but yeah, he, he's, he's looked the best. And I think he's got clearly got the, if you're buying a guy who's got for a role next year, he's a guy who's very interesting. So let's maybe talk about price tag for him and, and what you would be wanting to target and pay for him if you can make it happen. I don't think you can pay a second yet, so I think, I think it's a third. And if you want to try and throw on some force, I don't really care about that. But, uh, yeah, I, I think that uh, he's worth less than a second more than a third. I mean, at, at that price tag, I, I'm, I'm in, if I can get him for a third, I think I'm interested in buying him. Now is probably not the time. Wait for Cobb to come back, him to kind of step back into the um, back into the player who's not on the field all the time. Uh, but – once that happens, I think you can potentially float a third out there, get paid. And I think next year you're going to have the player who's got a role in an Aaron Rodgers offense, which is worth a ton. Particularly if it's a non-Mike McCarthy offense. Who knows? Yeah, well, we'll see. I, they're, they're, very, they're very, very stingy about keeping him on board So because he makes all these great decisions. All right. Uh, just, just to talk, talk quickly about the other two, it seems like Kiki Kuti, Kute, however you say his name, is yeah, kind Kuti. of taking over that wide receiver two role, at least volume wise. Maybe Will Fuller gets the red zone targets and the and maybe even the deeper looks. But I think that Kuti is going to be getting the wide receiver two looks there. Um, and then, uh, do you agree to disagree on that one? No, I think he's looked great. Um, another player that I really wish I'd taken a shot in the fourth round on. I didn't take one shot. Um, on him in any of my drafts, and I'm a little sad about it because he's looked fantastic. But, I mean, he looks like a great slot receiver. 
Um, but in a PPR league, man, he just seems like his floor is going to be 10 points the rest of the year. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've, I've got a couple of shares, but I do wish I had more as well. I'm sure everyone is at this point. Yeah, for a fourth round pick, and the and I mean, he was on honestly, he was on the waiver wire after some of the drafts. Like, I went and picked him up in, uh, or actually, I went and tried to pick him up in our Mile High Dynasty League, and he and got sniped. Uh, but he made it all the way through, and he went through waivers and was picked up finally. And Christian Kirk, everyone has been fantasizing about the Rosen Christian Kirk connection over the next few years, but it, it finally happened, and not finally. So obviously, we're, we're very early in the season, but yes. um, the, the Rosen Kirk connection did begin with a like a seventy-five yard touchdown. Good news for Kirk. Good news for Rosen as well. To you know, just kind of get that rapport going. You know, I, I don't think anyone's expecting anything out of Kirk or Rosen from a fantasy perspective this year. But you know, anything you see now is just like, oh, this is a glimpse of what we can see next year as the as the volume continues to increase. Yeah, I totally agree. I just want to have a question for you, Nathan. Are you eating like Halloween candy over there? I'm getting no. Like, I'm like I, I I'm like fidgeting with a. <laughs> I'm like I'm like he is having a Reese's pieces, no problem over there. It is it is like a cackling fire in my ear, which I'm sure the listeners are appreciating. By the way, I, 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 did, I didn't even notice I was doing it until you said. <laughs> it's all good. Yeah, Kirk's a, Kirk's definitely the most valuable out of this group, and I think he was what the twelfth most valuable rookie. Um, in the most recent ADP from McDowell. Um, so he's a guy whose error I think is trending up because I can't imagine this last game where he blew up was included in that particular ADP round. So um, I don't know. I expect Kirk's value to continue to climb. So what, what's the what's the valuation for Kirk right now? I mean, he's was being drafted at the end of the first round, beginning of the second round in the offseason. Now he's got to be worth probably a mid-late-ish uh, mid first at this point, maybe a little bit more. I mean, I don't think he's done enough to really gain value right now. I think it's pretty much where he's been, uh, especially because, you know, we do this every year where we expect the world for a rookie and then they produce like normal rookie numbers. Right. And then we get rookie fever. And, you know, by May or June, Christian Kirk will go for like the 202. Yep. Uh, well, and that's, yeah, it'll be interesting. I, I don't know. Kirk's a, Kirk's a guy that maybe is another guy that I might go by. Another guy I have very little shares of. I was reaching for the other wide receivers there, which I guess it worked out for like Ridley and Sutton. Like they all look great right there. So, um, but not a guy that I ended up adding to my team. Uh, one thing I do want to point out, Nathan, I have uh, I've put up our uh, dynasty poll that that uh, we brought up, and that's uh, Naheem Hines. Also misspelled Naheem and called him Haheem Hines twice in this poll. So. Yeah. Kudos to me. Uh, but he is currently losing 77 to 23 against James White. So James White significantly more valuable per Dynasty Twitter. That's interesting. Well, I mean, that means that there's still time to buy Heinz then. That's absolutely correct. And that is uh, that was the point of that one. So I completely agree. Um, okay, well, let's go ahead and wrap the show here. Um, again, a very quick show, Nathan. It's been a lot of fun hanging out with you, but uh, but I think we're to the end of our agenda here. Wait, uh, what? Are you skipping the last part of the agenda? No, I'm not skipping it. I'm, I, okay. I said we've got one more. I'm just oh, okay. sad that it's over. <laughs> okay. Calm down. Wow. Okay. Um, and this is um, – I mean, play the sad funeral music uh, for for my teams because this is a guy I own in way too many places, and that is Devontae Parker is on the block for the Dolphins and continues to be inactive week in, week out with mysterious injuries that might or might not exist. Um, what do you make of this, Nathan? I mean, it's it's all bad news for Parker is the way I'm reading this. Yeah, I love how dumb NFL teams are. The Dolphins right. are like, we're very mad at Devontae Parker for being injured. And it's like, 
wait, what? Like you can't, <laughs> you can't be like, no, we're going we're to trade you because you're injured. Like you can, obviously they're, they're perfectly allowed to, but that's yeah. the dumbest reason to trade a player ever. Oh, he's injured and he's not playing. So we need to trade him because that's, that's contagious. It's contagious there. Getting injured. Yeah, of course. I mean, who man, it's talk about a guy who just, I mean, I, I'll just talk. Cause I, I really think his dynasty value is basically about to fall off the face of the earth. He seems to be, he seems to be a, a toxic individual in the locker room, seems to have an attitude, seems to have work ethic issues from everything you've read, from everything you read. I obviously don't know personally, but it's a guy that like on the tape and he looked so amazing in college and so productive and just, and it was injured that first year. People were still all in on him and just has never come around and seems like he might not ever come around. So, um, I'd like to pour one out for all of those 103s that I spent on Devontae Parker. Yeah, and this is the type of scenario where you kind of just you sell something in your head for all your shares that you have. You're like, oh, well, maybe a, a new team, new scenario, new right. this, new that. We'll do something. And every time we tell ourselves that story, it ends up being the same thing. I mean, we did it like four – I mean, we – I did it with Corey Coleman four times. Yes, I was about to bring up Corey Coleman. That's <laughs> we, like we went from Browns, the Bills, the Patriots, down back to the Patriots. Corey Coleman is cruise over. Uh, and oh, just to, to close out the um, the the podcast with the take, Des Bryant, his career is over. Ooh, you don't think he's coming back at all? He doesn't keep making mysterious tweets. I don't know. I think I think the Browns could be picking him up this week. You want to make a dog do bet on it? <laughs> I'm done with dog do bets. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so we're both on. I mean, is this the time? I think. I think this discussion is highlighting that I need to go and just sell Devontae Parker for whatever. No, because you can't sell him for even a fourth round pick right now. I, oh, I think I could sell him for a fourth round pick. What would you sell him for a third? I think I'm going to go try to shop him for thirds. Uh, I feel like if I'm doing that, I'm doing it just to get him off my roster, which I mean isn't the worst reason in the world to do it, but. I, I think I I did like and we talk about this all the time. Instead of doing a third, do Parker and a third for a second. Just you tell yourself the story. Oh, maybe that second round player will turn into something, and Parker is never going to turn into something. So I, I don't think I can do a third. I think I do Parker and a third for a second. No, I like I like that deal too. Um, or the other strategy, as always in these situations, is wait till he gets traded. There's a little bit of hype and unload him. That's the other strategy that I. And potentially interested in. I'm just worried they're going to have to drop him. Yeah, <laughs> and then then you have a Coleman situation, and then I have a full Coleman situation. And and how much do you wish right now you'd gotten a third for your Coleman? I mean, I'll take a fifth for Coleman. Right now. <laughs> I know what you you will now, but you yeah. wish you wish you could go back in time and just uh, when he first got traded, say, okay, now I don't now now I'll trade him for a second, all the seconds. Um, all right, well let's um let's go ahead and wrap up the show here. Um. Yeah, like I said, the official count, let's go ahead and count. Yes, 80% James White over Naheem Hines right now. That is maybe the moral of this episode is it's time to go buy Naheem Hines in leagues where you need a little bit of running back help. And even once you don't. For sure. Very good. Um, all right, I'd like to uh, thank uh, – sorry, I got deer in headlights there. Uh, I'd like to thank our sponsor, RotoQL, for sponsoring the show. I want to thank the listeners for listening, and uh, go leave five-star ratings and reviews if you love this podcast um, and enjoy it. It helps listeners find us. And to be honest, you're already like six weeks into the season. You're already 6-0 and probably uh, at week five. So it's like having your other league mates learn about this podcast at this point isn't going to hurt you that bad. It's cool. It's cool. All the good takes, all the things you've gotten, all the Mike Davis shares you picked up before he exploded. 
uh, are going to are going to come back to play well. Uh, so uh, five star ratings and reviews always appreciated. Telling your friends about it always appreciated as well. Um, oh, Nathan, actually, I have a I have a story for the end of the podcast. It's not going to be that good. But my wife today shared that I have a podcast with all of her fellow teachers in an icebreaker today. And male, male or female? What? Male what? Male or female teachers? No, all the teachers is who she's like. They were like at an assembly talking about. Oh, like, <laughs> give us a, and my husband has a podcast. <laughs> well, no, they were like talking about podcasts, and Allison's like, "Well, I don't listen to podcasts, but my husband has a podcast." So, um, and then they looked. Apparently, somebody's like looking it up, like saying these ratings are legit. So do that um, and say it. And, and they thought we had a legitimate podcast. Jokes on them, though. What are you saying? My world legit, too legit to quit. I, yeah, I don't know about that. Uh, we could quit. I don't know that we're legit, <laughs> but uh, okay. On that note, I think we have to quit and call it a day um, and go back to watching Monday Night Football. Hope you guys have a wonderful day. Have a wonderful week and uh, good luck next week. We'll catch up with you then. Bye. Gap Factory Labor Day sale is happening now. Hurry in for the best deals of the season. 40 to 75% off everything. Plus doorbusters August 30th through September 2nd only. Tees from $4.99. Logo styles from $16.99. And jeans from $19.99. Shop in-store today at Gap Factory or at GapFactory.com. The Gap Factory Labor Day sale is happening now. Hurry in for the best deals of the season. 40 to 75% off everything. Plus doorbusters August 30th through September 2nd only. Tees from $4.99. Logo styles from $16.99. And jeans from $19.99. Shop in-store today at Gap Factory or at GapFactory.com. Get really into your favorite shows and movies all in one place with Flex, a 4K streaming box you get free with Xfinity Internet. Find what you want with your voice on Netflix, Hulu, Disney Plus, and more. No more jumping in and out of apps. And get Peacock Premium at no additional cost. It's a way better way to watch. Learn more at Xfinity.com slash Flex. Restrictions apply requires postpaid Xfinity Internet excluding Internet Essentials, one device included. Subscriptions required to access streaming services. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.